your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, man. <laughs> Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. State Senator, rookie, rookie State Senator Brad Paff is going to be calling in. Bottom half of the hour. If anyone has questions for him, text me, 608-785-7914. Also, right now in studio, WIZM's Brad Williams. If anyone has a Jeopardy question that they want, well, wait, a Jeopardy answer, right, Brad? A Jeopardy answer. What is hello? What is Rick? <laughs> yeah. Send uh, send send Brad your best Jeopardy answer, and we'll see if he can get the question. I And I got Brad in here to, just to talk about Jeopardy a little bit in that Aaron Rodgers is going to guest host at some point. And if you ever hear Aaron Rodgers, he's a he's kind of a savant. He's kind of a history buff. He he loves he loves stuff like that. And he I think uh, like like you and Aaron Rodgers, very similar in I believe your your trivia like love for trivia sort of stuff like that. I think you and Aaron Rodgers make a good team if you went if, to the bar. If, if there, I'll tell you, if there were ever an opportunity uh, for me. To play trivia against Aaron Rodgers, I would take it. Well, and Why I think not? I've asked Rodgers this question. Yeah, He's like, sure I would love if I could get an opportunity to go against Brad Williams at trivia in downtown lacrosse, I would take it. But he's he's actually a little scared of you, to be honest. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, but I, I saw when he was on Celebrity Jeopardy and he he won the game that day and he was very good. Yeah, that was 2015. Do you do you recall any of the uh do you, do your mind so Brad Williams no, has no, a, I, Brad no. Williams has a, a crazy mind, but he's not going to remember specific. I'm not. I'm not remembering specifics of that particular right. show, other than he won and he was he was very good at it, and and we know that he's good at the State Farm commercials, so that's that's not a bad choice. And you know, of of all the people who could be chosen to be a substitute hosts for Jeopardy for the next, you know, finish out the season. Uh, since Alex's passing, uh, that, I mean, you know, for people in Wisconsin, picking Aaron Rodgers is a great job. I mean, okay, this uh, this is the first week. I don't know how many weeks they're going to have each host do it, uh, but Ken Jennings is doing it this week, and he's, yeah. he, I just saw him, and yeah, he's good. I yeah. mean, of course, he's been... He's played a lot of Jeopardy, so he knows how the game goes. Yep. Katie Couric is supposed to be on after him, and then I assume that Aaron Rodgers would be on, or, the, the, well, or maybe maybe he's somebody got this whole, else. I don't know if you know this, Brad, but Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. What? Uh, they're they're going to be playing. Well, I have to remember that they're going to be some... playing some football games. Rodgers hopes to be playing for at least uh, a couple more weeks here, right. so uh, he's he's probably not going to give up his. And they record these way ahead of time, don't they? So maybe he yes, already did they this. Do. Uh, he might have. Yeah, well, I don't know. That would have been. Uh, well, they've got him in mind in the future. Because they it just that wrapped way. up Alex Trebek's final shows, right? Can you explain that a little bit? How that worked? They well, a- he, he uh, passed away on November eighth. He did his last shows at the end of October. They kept the shows because of the holidays. They didn't want people to miss it mm-hmm. because of the holidays. And uh, his last show was on Friday. Uh, Ken started his hosting yesterday and so and we don't know how many weeks he's going to do it katie couric is lined up to do it and so there may be other people who uh, who get a shot before aaron Rodgers does yeah maybe donald trump that would be an interesting oh, uh, celebrity that would be Gepper- interesting Jeopardy. all right like, he's not gonna have anything stick to, to do. the script mr president he's not gonna have anything to do in a couple of weeks um 
Now, I bring Brad on because Brad's been on Jeopardy. Can you just, I mean, we've talked about it before, but it's always fun to just reminisce a little bit about your time on Jeopardy. Yeah. Do you, can you just That's, tell us when you is, were? I'm not famous enough to be asked to be a guest host on Jeopardy. Not yet. But, uh, and maybe after the showing. Maybe maybe after the, <laughs> what, all that stuff, the Regis and the Good Morning America, yeah, that didn't do it. No. The, the memory stuff. Jimmy but, Kimmel, you were on Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy as Kimmel, well, right? Yeah, right. But uh, this was, uh, we're coming up on the anniversary of the date that I taped Jeopardy, which is January 29th, which was 1990, and uh, I only got to play the one day, but uh, I did come in second, and... Uh, did run a category on movies and did get Final Jeopardy rights. So, Dude, what was the badly. what was the Final Jeopardy? The Final Jeopardy, answer, right? Uh, how... It was famous women, and the uh, answer was uh, she was on Major Bo's Amateur Hour on the radio and said, "I'm seven years old and I know twenty three arias." Who you're, is you're nobody? I, me <laughs> I got nothing. Well, if you're on Jeopardy, to be good on Jeopardy, and especially the final, you have to figure out what is the key word uh, to know in this answer. And I figured arias, and I think, I believe I know this one. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a a child star on radio who knows arias in the 30s or 40s. And I said, who is Beverly Sills, okay. the opera singer? And, and that, that was, was right. It. And you did you did you bet it all? I I bet most of it, but the thing is, I couldn't catch up to the guy who was in first place. Do you, Tom uh, was too far ahead of me. Do you Tom? Ru- do you uh, <laughs> exactly? I was just gonna say, do you rue the day for 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 almost twenty years now? He was he was no, a nice 30, guy, but he beat me thirty thirty years, years yeah. now. You relive that day every day of your life. No, how I you missed this answer, missed that question it every day of my life. But do you look back every once in a while and go, man, I can't believe I messed this question I, or answer? I, up. I think it's like one or two questions where i lost money and it's like i shouldn't uh you know but you can't tell it because it's you know you've got 50 questions in a game or so and okay go on to the next question i'll know this one no go you know just keep going and and all that everybody knows how jeopardy works and you could imagine that you you missed out on some or maybe you didn't hit the buzzer in time um, yeah. But but I think what everyone likes to to hear about is obviously the, the Alex Trebek angle. Meeting Alex Trebek, right. can you just talk about just just that the the interaction there that was, with Mr. That was Trebek? Cool. I mean, you don't get to uh, you don't get to spend a whole lot of time around the host other than what's on the air because they have rules. There used there was a big quiz show scandal in the fifties where they gave the contestants the answers so they look smart on TV. Well, that didn't work, so they try to protect everybody it's like no no you can't really hang around with the host because people will think you're going to get the answers that way but uh, he was he's very friendly he's he started in radio news in canada and so he asked me about what radio news was like in 1990 and uh at i at the end of the show i wanted just like i okay i got to remember what he tells me at the end of the show after i come in second he says you gave it a good shot <laughs> all right uh, that's Brad Williams, WIZM News. Uh, Brad, what are you doing tonight? You're 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 monitoring. Uh, I am monitoring the PIFAs. Oh yeah, and that's uh, going, on right going on so, right now. So, but nobody's nobody's listening to that because the show is on. That's and then, right. And then uh, obviously we got a big city council meeting coming up on Thursday. On Thursday night. What yes. do you think the most uh, the biggest issue there is? Oh, there there could be parking. There could be uh, other things. Uh, but uh, I'll I'll have to get back on on that. Uh, all right. Thanks, Brad. Well, it's always parking. Let's just parking in Jeopardy. All right, that's Brad Williams. Thanks a lot. All right, we got I'll give him I'll give him a couple minutes. It's not he's only got to go about 45 feet here. 
uh, to get to the newsroom. But I got to stall though, just a little bit. But yeah, Alex, uh, Alex Trebek, Aaron Rodgers is going to guest host on Jeopardy. Not honestly, not a big Jeopardy guy. If I was, then I wouldn't have brought Brad in here. No, of course I would have brought Brad in here. I mean, who can who who can say that somebody in their newsroom has been on Jeopardy? Not a lot. Probably not a lot of people. All right, I think he's back in the newsroom now. We got we got a minute a minute commercial anyway, so he's got one. You got one minute, Brad. All right, here we go. Brad doing the news in one minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six oh eight. 785-7914 is the talk and text line. I believe I'm going to have the 18-year-old lacrosse mayoral candidate on tomorrow, Samuel Schneider, I believe, unless he bails on me. Last time I tried to get him on, and I just did it that day or maybe an hour or so before, and he said, my phone has died and I'm getting a haircut. So uh, he didn't come on that day. I should just, I mean, with that answer, I should just be like, you're not getting on, man. <laughs> I'm getting a haircut. I mean, that's the excuse I hear from potential dates all, all through my life. Sorry, Rick, I can't, I can't go out with you tonight. I'm actually getting a haircut. I'm washing my hair. I mean, I always heard that. Now I'm, now I'm a mayoral candidate it's doing the same thing. Uh, Brad Pass coming up here in uh, about 15 minutes. Brad Pass, the state senator now in our region here. And if you have questions, I know Libertarian Guy has texted me a question for Brad. I don't know if I'll ask it. I haven't read it yet. I just I made a joke that I, I was going to ask Brad Williams this question because, you know, Brad Williams was just on talking about Jeopardy, and they have the same name. Um, I might ask him about confirmations because we haven't even confirmed all Governor Evers' cabinet secretaries yet. We're two years into this thing, right? So what are we doing? Uh uh, he's, he's at least at least three unconfirmed, I believe. So so one of one of Governor Evers' unconfirmed cabinet secretaries is Andrea Palm, who's running the COVID nineteen pandemic situation, however you want to call that. I mean, she's it's probably the most important thing that's going on right now in the state, and we didn't confirm her. And if we if we if Republicans who control the legislature don't feel like they want to confirm her, then don't then kick her out. Brad Path knows a little bit about that because that's essentially what they did to him. I know the a lot of the stories were that he was fired, but he was just not confirmed. However, that goes down. I mean, it was there was some there was some fighting there. I think not physical. That although that no, that would have been sad. Um, it wasn't physical fighting, but there was some bickering. I call it bickering. And uh, and Brad Path didn't get confirmed as the egg secretary, essentially. So, yeah, and then we have the transportation secretary is not confirmed, and the safety and professional services secretary isn't confirmed either. And it's been two years. Meanwhile, our you know, like we talk about what our state legislature has and hasn't done, and I'm just going to bring it up every day. Two days is the anniversary of the last time uh, not the anniversary. In two days, it will be the nine-month anniversary of the last time the Wisconsin State Legislature passed any legislation. So, And it was COVID relief. So back in April, I believe April 14th. It could be April 15th, but in my head it's 14th, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, but nine months, just, just nine months of you know our government not doing anything in the middle of a global pandemic. On top of that, they're not confirming any of our, our governor's cabinet secretaries. 
I guess they could use the excuse that we're not confirming any of the cabinet secretaries because of the global pandemic. But we haven't had a global pandemic for two years. We've had a global pandemic for, you know, the duration of this year. We're, you know, maybe a year, maybe less than a year, maybe nine months, maybe 10 months. However, you know, like how, when exactly the pandemic hit Wisconsin, up in the air. But um, so, yeah, our state legislature not doing a whole lot in the last nine months or apparently the last two years. I feel like you could confirm some of these people or, or f- quote unquote, fire them right like fire um and then i i think romanski is the the state ag secretary i don't think he's been confirmed either so i don't i know the last couple of stories i couldn't find that exactly in in trying to uh navigate the different stories because not a whole lot of people are writing about this i'm i'm, I'm bringing it up again i'm bringing up old crap 608-785-7914 on a side note i did see a funny meme I just like I like to bring up memes one time every once in a while, and this isn't a political one, but it's one I shared immediately. It was shared by Chad Vader, that's the uh, cousin of Darth Vader. I don't know if you guys knew that Chad Vader is the cousin. He's a pretty funny follow on, on at least Facebook. Um, the uh, the quote here or the 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 meme says Star Wars quotes, but you add piece of bleep at the end. And you can imagine uh, what piece of bleep means. Uh, so this is the way, is the new Mandalorian quote. This is the way, you piece of bleep. <laughs> Pretty funny. So go ahead and send me uh, your best Star Wars quotes and add piece of bleep at the end uh, for me. Because that'll give me a laugh while I sit here and try to talk politics and talk about what Brad Paff's going to do. And and we'll see if we can get Brad Paff to, to, uh, to talk uh, specifics on anything. It was nice to get in on that debate between him and Dan Kopenke while they were uh, going after each other for becoming the next senator in our area here. And and that's what I'll just say, our area, because whatever district it is, I can't think of it off the top of my head. We can ask him. Um, someone will text me. But uh, but it was all, you know, we I asked about campaign finance reform a couple of times, so it would be funny if... Uh, that was the first thing, you know, Brad's Brad's in office now, like, boom, some campaign finance reform legislation. As we're not passing any other legislation in the legislature, let's, uh, we might as well let them stack up. I wonder if there's a stack of bills sitting somewhere. Like, here are all the things that uh, lawmakers have, you know, proposed that maybe we should be discussing. I know there's a couple of police bills, right? Like, we've had a, we had a couple of those get in and out of session in 30 seconds. I guess technically that was the last session that happened in August. But I think anything that's less than a minute shouldn't count as a session. And we did technically meet last Monday to confirm the new state legislature. So that, that, so we can no longer say the, the legislature has met, hasn't met in session for more than one minute. But uh, they haven't passed any bills. That's the new... And and it will hopefully pass a bill because the governor's budget's coming up. And well, let's see. I mean, if the budget th- th- that's going to come up, and then that'll be a big fight too, right? We're going to fight about everything. What's funny about the Senate to you is uh, last week. So last week I brought Steve Doyle on Monday because he just got done with the session, and then and and they had proposed some COVID nineteen legislation. The governor said heading into Monday, "Hey, I would like to." If we're not passing any bills until we pass COVID-19 legislation because people are hurting and we need to get them help. 
Uh, $600, probably not going to cover it, right? $600 check. Have you got your $600 check? I haven't checked. I had to go and run down my $1,200 check through the tax website. Uh, I should check on that $600, right? Um, but that, so the governor proposed his bill, Governor Evers, and it was kind of a, a, a Trump down version. I shouldn't say Trump. Uh, it was just, hey, here are the things I think Republicans and Democrats have all agreed upon COVID-19 legislation. And when we talk about, hey, why don't we just proposing these things one at a time? We're going to get, you know, business relief funding. We're going to do, you know, what, you know, whatever else. Uh, we're doing one at a time. School, school help. Uh, you know, I'm not going to dive into the specifics, but Governor Evers thought, okay, I'm, these are the things that I think Republicans and Democrats can agree upon. Here it is Monday, like pass it. Let's get it done. And then we'll move on. Instead, the Assembly Democrats... And Steve Doyle left this out to begin the show, but Assembly Democrats proposed their legislation in the morning. They added to Governor Evers' bill for whatever reason. And then in the afternoon, Assembly Republicans said, no, this is the bill we want. And they proposed their legislation. And uh, so we had three bills. So we had Evers' bill, and then everyone added or subtracted to Evers' bill and put their own crap in it. And therefore, we began fighting. Well, then the assembly, obviously controlled by Republicans, passed their bill because they're going to pass their own bill, right? Of course. And the talk was like, hey, it's going to go to the Senate. The Senate's controlled by Republicans. We're good to go. And then the Senate Republicans said, no, actually, we need some more. We need to get rid of some of this stuff. We're going to have our own bill. So the Senate this week proposed their own legislation. So now everybody except the Senate Democrats have their own COVID-19 package and We'll ask Brad Paff if the Senate Democrats are going to have their own COVID-19 package because everybody should have one. And the only group that should really be ha- be having a COVID-19 package is the people of Wisconsin. Like, maybe we should pass that bill, the one that the, the people think is, is most going to help us, as opposed to uh, literally every, literally all but one uh, section of our state legislature and, and governor passing their own bills to, to, to get people relief during COVID-19 global pandemic. All right, I'm going to get back to Brad in the news. Scott's Comet coming up first. We'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. On the phone with me now is State Senator Brad Paff. Brad, how are you doing? I am well, Rick. How are you? I'm good. I uh, I brought up uh, earlier in the show, well, we were talking behind your back unless you were listening, but also I brought up this meme that I saw that said, take any Star Wars quote and add piece of bleep to the end of it. So if you got any Star Wars quotes off the top of your head as you're, as we're talking, just throw them at me because I'll throw them back at you. I've got a, I've got a couple and I'm just going to throw them at you during the interview uh, just to keep you, uh, keep you off your, 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 keep you off balance a little bit. There we go. Well, Luke, I like the Luke character. He did a great job. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously uh, you're, you're a rookie state senator. You, you, you've been in there a couple of weeks now, maybe not even a couple of weeks, I guess. And, uh, you know, what, what's been the feeling so far? I, I, I did before I brought you on. I was talking about how every, every body in our government has, pu- has proposed COVID-19 legislation except the Senate Democrats. And so why not? Why not have five proposals out there? Well, I can say this, uh, Rick, that uh, today the uh, Senate Democrats worked with the uh, Senate Republicans and in a bipartisan manner. Uh, we passed on a 29-2 to vote uh, COVID 
uh, measure. It's a first start. We have a lot more that we need to do, but at least we're doing something. It's been close to 280 days uh, since, uh, you know, the legislature had actually moved forward here on any type of COVID relief in the Senate. And I'm glad that um, we got it done uh, here. It's 29 to 2 out of the Senate. It's now uh, will be sent back over to the Assembly. And uh, let's hope that they can work in a bipartisan manner and uh, get this done, get it to the governor's desk. And uh, let's make sure that we provide the relief to our small business owners and our working men and women out there. It would be really funny, Brad, if you came on here and said that, and then you were one of the two. No, I was not one of the two. <laughs> I was not one of the two, because quite frankly, I do believe that, uh, you know, we need to work together. And I think there's a lot more that we can accomplish, obviously, if we work together here. And, uh, no, I am proud to support this legislation. And uh, believe me, it's not perfect. Uh, we need to do more. But we need to, uh, you know, we need to get going here. We need to, uh, you know, put the election in the rearview mirror here. And we need to uh, uh, work for the people of this state and of this district. And, uh, again, it, it's a serious time. I mean, what? 2020 was a tough year. And uh, let's let's get busy here and help out our people. Yeah, and 2021 hasn't started great. But uh, Brad, uh, what what in the what in the package did you like the most? Like that you said, okay, this is good. I like this. This is why it passed 29 to two. Well, I think first of all, the fact that um, you know the uh, the Republican Senate uh, leadership was sincere in wanting to work uh, in a uh, cooperative, bipartisan manner to make sure that you know we. Uh, you know, we provide assistance for uh, those that are in nursing homes and those that are providing uh, the uh, health care assistance uh, for those within nursing homes to make sure that uh, we move forward to help our small businesses uh, when it comes to liability, when it comes to making sure that, um, you know, the uh, people that are you know, providing the goods and services um, can continue to do that. Um, you know, that's I like that. I thought that was important. I think it's important that we recognize the fact we've got to move forward. This is a bill that will allow us to continue to move forward. There's still more work to do, believe me. I mean, we need to make sure that we provide, uh, you know, assistance out uh, for our families, our workers, our small business. That all needs to take place. But we've got to uh, at least uh, pass a piece of legislation that, um, you know, gets our government moving. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope, you piece of bleep. <laughs> I find your lack of go. faith disturbing, you piece of bleep. Uh, Brad Paff, state senator, is on with us. Uh, I, I asked him if he wanted to participate in the Star Wars quotes, but he said he couldn't rattle any off off the top of his head, and I don't think he wanted to swear on the air, um, even if you're bleeping yourself. But, Brad, um, you know, the the when when we first started talking to you, you were the ag secretary, and then you weren't the ag secretary, and then you decided to run for state senate. How has the that rift gone? I mean, you 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 obviously have to make. Do you have to make amends there with the Republicans in the Senate because they didn't confirm you? And and we have you know three or four other people that haven't been confirmed yet. Two years later. Well, I mean, I will say this is that uh, I ran for the state senate because I want to continue to move this area forward. And uh, I am uh, very grateful that the people, the majority of the people in the state senate district, elected me to represent them. And the thing is, is that we can't look backwards. We have to look uh, look forward. I was proud of my time at the State Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, and the work we uh, tried to accomplish there. But uh, now it's time to move forward. 
and uh, move forward to make sure that, uh, you know, we provide the tools and the resources that our small businesses and our families and our workers need in order to move forward. And that's what I am focused on here. And I've had a very good, um, over the last week, I've had the opportunity to uh, speak with and uh, say hello to a number of my uh, uh, Republican Senate colleagues. And, uh, and, and I've reached out to and I said I would I invite uh, all of them, as many as they would like to come to this uh, state Senate district, uh, to uh, um, to visit, to learn, uh, to work together as uh, we try and move uh, our area of the state forward. I believe this, Rick. I believe when people think of the state of Wisconsin, they think of what we have in the in the Cooley region. They think of hardworking, industrialist people. They think of a thriving, diversified Main Street. They think of quality education. They think of uh, the natural beauty and landscape of the rolling hills, coolies, and valleys in the Mississippi River. That's what they think of when they think of Wisconsin, and we have that right here. And, uh, you know, I want to work in a bipartisan manner to uh, continue to move our area forward. And I'm sincere about that. And I, uh, I let bygones be bygones. Um, I feel I have thick skin, and uh, I'm willing to, to move forward. And uh, let's, let's continue to move our area forward. Uh, State Senator Brad Paff on with us. Brad, you're on a couple of committees. Are you on an education committee of some sorts? I am. So actually, I'm excited to say that I am on uh, a number of important committees for the district, agriculture and tourism, uh, economic development and uh, worker de- uh, uh, work, work development um, on universities and uh, technical colleges. And I'm also on utility and technology. I'm excited to be on those committees and transportation. And transportation is an important uh, committee. So I'm on five very important committees. I think those committees fit this district very well, uh, from you know uh, downtown La Crosse to uh, uh, rural Crawford County. Uh, the committees that I've been uh, asked to be part of uh, fits this district really, really well. And I want to make sure that uh, you know what happens here within the state legislature that the people of uh, our district is recognized and and uh, you know uh, heard. That's very important to me. What do you think is, uh, you know, some of the important issues that we, we talk about, the, the budget's got to pass here. Um, we, we always argue about minimum wage, uh, Medicaid expansion. Just what, what, do you th- what do you see, you know, aside from obviously the pandemic's happening, but this budget's got to pass. And, and there are always things that, that a lot of people agree with that, that should pass, like those two things, Medicaid expansion, maybe increasing the minimum wage that – that, you know, Minnesota has an increased minimum wage, you know, why not, like, you know, especially right here in La Crosse, why not even talk about, at least have that conversation? What what do you see as, as a lot of these important issues? Well, I think probably the most important thing right now is to make sure that we can get through this global health pandemic, COVID. And I want to make sure that uh, we do have a badger bounce back, that our small businesses, businesses of all sizes, and our our uh, working families uh, can get can get through this. And so that's extremely important to me. I, I want to make sure that, you know, our, our businesses, and it hasn't been easy, at least in the hospitality industry, but in all these a number of different uh, businesses and industries, it has, 2020 was not an easy year. So I'm fo- focusing very hard on that. I also want to make sure when it comes to um, the vaccine distribution that, uh, you know, we make sure that we do that in a, an efficient and uh, timely manner. And uh, that's very, very important to me. Um, it's also uh, obviously important to me as we start looking at uh, what we can do is, you know, making sure that we have a uh, business climate that uh, is uh, 
you know, conducive for uh, expansion and growth. That's important. Um, and then, of course, I, w- I want to make sure that, uh, you know, we have a transportation system that, uh, you know, meets the needs of a growing economy. Because you look at what we have in our district. We have air. We have a rail. We have river port. We've got interstate, state highways. Um, it's all very, very important. And I want to make sure that we have those investments that are taking place. So um, we've got investors that can move into our area, that can uh, invest, that can employ people, that we can continue to grow and, quite frankly, lead when it comes to uh, this state. All right, Brett, you, you do this all the time. You always you, you speak very general about things, and, and that's great. I mean, we want to improve this. We want to improve rail. We want to improve you know transportation. We want to improve – like, that makes sense. Is there is there anything specific like this is one thing real specific that's that's really going to help especially in our area that I would like to see uh, at least get 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 discussed in in the state legislature it doesn't necessarily have to pass but it should be brought up and and something that's going to help the state and help these people Oh we need broadband and we got to have more wireless broadband doesn't always work here in this area uh, this is an investment it's going to be investment as far as putting fiber in the ground I mean, that is something where we need to find public-private partnerships. We need to uh, be able to do this because I'll tell you, um, it is the future. I mean, I know we hear it over and over and over again, but again, when we look at telehealth, when we look at health care, when we look at education, when we look at uh, economic development, it may be small-town Main Street or it may be within the city of La Crosse, we need to make sure that we've got um, the, the broadband that, meets the needs going forward, and that is so crucial, and that is the difference that's going to drive this economy, and I am focusing very, very hard on that issue. I am on a, um, um, you know, a special committee when it comes to uh, broadband, looking at broadband, what we can do in order to make sure uh, that, um, you know, we create this public-private partnerships to uh, meet the needs going forward. That's probably the most important thing, and that's where I'm really going to be rolling up my sleeves, uh, getting busy. Do we do something? Or do we do we hook up with some some private businesses that that have you know that are that are rolling out broadband? Where I'm from in Minnesota, it's a Centec, and they're actually running optic lines uh, up and down my my street, and I live way out in rural between Houston and Hoka, Minnesota. There, and you know, so this private company is doing that. Uh, is it something that that you do? You work with a private company, or do we do we talk about making broadband a public utility? It, it seems like everybody needs the internet at this point. Yeah, and those are the conversations, Rick, that are taking place. I myself would like to see a uh, us working, um, you know, with a public-private partnership. Uh, I think that that is important. Um, I think that we need to, you know, also look at the fact that what can we use as the bridge. We have a lot of public schools, obviously, in urban and rural areas. If they have the Internet there, if they have the broadband there, what can we do in order to bridge that out into the neighborhood, the houses and businesses on that street or in that community, in a rural area or even in an urban area? How can we do that? And what kind of public-private partnership do we need to to, uh, develop and build what what can we do? That's where I'm at. And those are the conversations that I'm having. I do believe that there's a tremendous opportunity um, uh, within the private sector in order to partner and to bring investments into our communities. May it be, again, the city of La Crosse or a rural area. Those are jobs. 
Those are good family supporting jobs as far as laying that fiber in order to make sure that uh, we can connect, you know, our, our houses and our businesses and our community. And this is so much different, quite frankly, than even electricity because electricity, you can run the wire. But the thing here is this continues to evolve and grow and there's different types. And we do not want to, uh, you know, have ubiquitous we want ubiquitous internet service, but we want to be able to have a ubiquitous internet service that continues to when the next new thing that comes within the uh, broadband and the internet, we want to be able to have that. We do not want to have you know an old system. So we've got to be able to develop a system that is adaptable and flexible to grow. Um, and that's why this is so it's similar to rural electricity, but at the same time, it's a little bit different. And that's what I'm interested in. And that's what uh, you know, I'm spending uh, I'm spending some time focusing on. Yeah, it's, it, what, what's interesting to you is when you talk about broadband, you get into rural areas, and if it's if it's a, a, the ability for people to get it, then on top of that, you know, how much is it going to cost? Now, mine is like fifty bucks a month. It's it's very that's very affordable for me at least. I, I I would assume that's affordable for most families, but maybe fifty bucks a month is a lot for a lot of people. Um, and then maybe if you get out to the rural areas, uh, these companies may charge more than that, and that might be unaffordable. So there's you know, there's an avenue here where, where some people might not even be able to afford it, even if it's afforded to them. And that's a very good, that's an excellent point, and that's something that's being discussed as well. I mean, what's affordable to you and me may not be affordable to the next person. And, uh, you know, one person may want to have a different level of service as far as high speed versus the next person. But at the same time, when you wire, you want to make sure that you wire it so it's it can go to the highest speed as possible. But um, as a consumer, you maybe only want to be able to pay for, you know, a lower a lower speed uh, than, say, your neighbor. So how do we put all that together? That's not going to be easy. But the thing is, is that I do want to make sure that, you know, we keep the foot on the throttle um, and move forward when it comes to this conversation. Because we've been talking about this for 20 years. I mean, it's time. And we've made advancements, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot more work that can be done. And so that's where I want to be. That's sure. where I want to be. And, of course, there's other things I want to do, too. I mean, I really want to make sure um, that we, you know, we work to continue to, you know, grow the lacrosse area economy. And there's a lot there. But obviously, you know, uh, manufacturing policy, uh, industrial policy, that stuff's important to me, you know, working with our, uh, with our economic development and working with our financial industry. That's important. The, uh, the the there's a meeting right now on PFAS chemicals. Uh, French Island they they've caught you know they've they've found some over you know too much essentially of those chemicals in some wells on French Island. Uh, I know that's a that's another issue that that we've argued about. But the COVID nineteen measure you said to pass the Senate twenty nine to two. Do you expect that to pass the Assembly pretty easily and the governor to sign fairly quickly? Because twenty nine to two seems like a pretty good ratio in the Senate. It, it really does seem like a good ratio, and of course, I can never speak for what uh, Speaker Voss and the Assembly is going to do. But I do think that uh, you know it is a uh, an example uh, what happened in the Senate is where we can you know put aside our, our differences and come to, come to an agreement. And I, I sure hope they take a good look at that bill. We're, and uh, I know it's something the governor supports as well. Were you surprised when the Assembly Republicans passed their bill and sent it to you, expecting the Senate to to pass it? And then uh, Devin LeMahieu essentially said, "No, that's that's not, we're not." I don't know if it was Devin, the Senate Majority Leader per se, but uh, the Senate essentially said, "No, that's that's not going to cut it." And uh, here, you know, a couple of days or a week later, we've we've got a different package. 
Well, I, I am. Uh, I tip my hat to um, the uh, Majority Leader Devin Lemonhue for working with the uh, uh, the Democratic Governor Tony Evers and his team to be able to uh, find a compromise measure. And um, I think that everybody uh, recognizes the importance and how difficult 2020 was, and it's time to move forward here uh, when it comes to leadership on COVID and and uh, you know providing you know. Getting our businesses and small, uh, getting our businesses and our, our our families, you know, providing the relief that they need. I think uh, people recognize the importance of that, and let's stop playing the partisan politics. Uh, last thing, Brad, in in terms of you 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 having going through that state uh, the egg secretary position and and not being confirmed, and and we have these unconfirmed cabinet secretaries. Are you gonna? Would you push it all to have the Senate confirm some of these people? Just. It seems very weird to go two years without confirming some of these people. If we have problems with, uh, you know, especially Andrea Palm, she's the the head of the COVID situation in the state, and she hasn't been confirmed. Uh, that seems, if we have problems with her, then why is she in there? Yeah, and I think that's a fair point. I think that's a very fair point. I mean, I uh, I obviously uh, do believe that uh, it's important that the Senate uh, have a review. Um, but at the same time, I also believe that the you know governor has the uh, right to uh, name their uh, the people to administer those departments. And I think it's long past time that uh, you know not just Secretary Desney Palm, but also the Department of Transportation Secretary Desney Craig Thompson and others uh, be confirmed. And uh, you know I I will be voting to confirm them. I will also be holding them accountable. I will also be having regular meetings and making sure that uh, you know they are administering. Uh, their programs and administering their departments in a manner that is, uh, you know, responsible and accountable uh, to the uh, taxpayers uh, of this state. All but right. I think they should be confirmed. All right, Brad Path, do or do not, there is no try, you piece of bleep. <laughs> they, <laughs> well, so. I will say this, Rick, before we go, big game on uh, Saturday for the Packers. Go Packers. I'm excited about that. And we also game. need to be excited about the uh, uh, the Wisconsin uh, Badgers tonight at six o'clock. Big yeah, game against Cro- the uh, Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, well, all eyes will be on lacrosse's Jonathan Davis as uh, we see we see how he does against the uh, undefeated Michigan Wolverines. Thanks a lot, Brad. That's right. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple minutes left here in the show. Thanks, to Brad Path, for coming on and talking very general about things that he wants to do <laughs> again that's just brad right i know i got a text from i got a text from let's see here from john and he said brad is one of the nicest people i've ever met he is a decent human being and john adds in another text you should have andrea palm on your show some night i would love to have andrea palm on my show some night but you gotta think that she is probably pretty busy i know they, they each week they're they're on uh, on the the YouTube page and on the Facebook page, uh, the the state DHS page, uh, talking about COVID, uh, that that lady has no time to come on Lacrosse Talk PM. And if I want to do, and, and we're going to talk about COVID, right? So if I'm going to do that, I'm just I'm going to bring someone from Mayo or Gunderson on, and and we and we can do that. I know Mike Hayes has, uh, was it Fratsky? Fratsky on every week, talking about. Uh, COVID. I think Frasky's from Mayo and he has other people on every day, not every day, but multiple times a week talking COVID and all those interviews can be found at wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Just click on that link and go. The first thing you see on there is Mike Hayes interviews. And then you have to scroll, of course, 
his is seniority, so that's fine. And his show is on before mine. You have to scroll down a little bit to to get down to uh, my show. You can also listen to my show every day. I put it up. It takes me about 20 minutes to uh, remember that I have to put up my podcast as I, I get in here. I like to talk. I like to text people back for the most part um, and and tell and thank them and and see. You know, sometimes it's hard to text and do the show. So after the show, I like to text you back. So feel free to text me even now, and I will get back to you. I, uh, I haven't answered the phone today because I didn't tell I, if we're, if we're going to do a Q and a from the public with Brad path, then, uh, we have to warn him. And this is the first time I've had Brad path state Senator on. So I'm, I'm not going to just like open it up <laughs> to, to, uh, random phone calls. I don't have a call screener. So it's, it's a little bit difficult to just be like, Hey Brad, answer this random call from random guy or girl or woman and uh, and see what they have to say because at this point in time it's it's not all that productive. I, I I would I would be better getting the questions on text. And I'm sorry, libertarian guy, I didn't get to your question about election fraud. It's just it's too too it's too deep of a conversation. I think it's the the, the things that we're doing right now in in our state legislature are a little beyond. Uh, election fraud. But if Republicans want to start resigning because they believe there was re- election fraud and they keep touting that line, uh, then start resigning and, and say, redo the election. Uh, you're not going to, you're not going to be part of the government because you feel like the election was rigged or whatever. And, and then we would really take you seriously. Right. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Right. I mean, that would be okay. Wow. You really got, you guys really do think there's election fraud. I can't believe that you resigned your position because you don't believe that you were voted in properly. That'd be good, right? Good one. All right, that's going to do it. Tomorrow, Samuel Schneider, lacrosse mayoral candidate, 18-year-old, right? We're going to pick on him for that, pick on him for his dead cell phone, but he couldn't come out last time. Thanks for listening.